Uh, the book of Joshua, chapter 1, starting at verse 1, you will find in these words. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Saints of God, today I just want to talk to you from a multi-part series, amen, on the theme, a successful recipe, or the recipe for success. The recipe for success. You may be seated. Amen. In the world that we live today, uh, the world and the culture that we live in has a recipe for success. But as we studied in our Sunday school this morning that the world's kingdom is not like the kingdom of God. We have said in times past that the kingdom of God is 180 degrees opposite of the kingdom of this world. So what the world measures as success is not what God measures as success. 
The world spends a lot of time looking at success from a temporary perspective. Because a man born of a woman's life is short and full of trouble. But God looks at it from an eternal perspective. That which you do for Christ is the only thing that will last. Amen? Amen. So we find ourselves today in the book of Joshua. Uh, Joshua nestled in the backdrop, amen, of the first five books of the Bible, which we call the Pentateuch or the law. The books written by God's servant, Moses. Uh, Joshua was an assistant, as the text says, amen, an assistant to Moses, and a good assistant as well. What you do not see, amen, in the history is you do not see where Joshua went against Moses. You do not see Joshua down there building the golden calf. But God, Joshua stayed faithful. Even when Moses went up into the highs of the mount as God spoke with him, the few levels down there was Joshua. He didn't get mixed up in all of the uh, chaos and, and debauchery that the other Israelites were into. Even Moses' brother Aaron fell prey, amen, to the sinful idolatry of the Israelis. But Joshua stayed up where he was supposed to be on post. And we see that God is now blessing Joshua, amen, to lead the people of Israel. Moses is gone. Aaron is gone. Miriam is gone. All of those are gone, but Joshua is still there. And Joshua now is being tasked with the great task of leading the people of Israel into the promised land. When I look at this text, saints of God, I see that... It was after the death of Moses that the word came to Joshua. And he said to Joshua, the son of Nun, he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, I don't know about you, but if I just think about a little of the great things that Moses did as a deliverer of God, for God's people. These words would be words that would cause great pain and great sorrow in my heart as I would one who had been with Moses. To know that the leader, that the only real leader that I've known, amen, the only real deliverer that I've known of God, amen, is now dead. The one that I was sure would be the one to lead us home. The one that I, I, I believed as Joshua did would be the one who would lead them into the promised land. But finding out because of a lack, a slip of judgment, amen, on the part of Moses, amen, his ministry was cut short. And now Joshua finds himself, amen, now in the position because God has now ordained him to lead this great people, amen, into the promised land. 
But we don't want to look at the text and just uh, read a few verses here and just skim over. We want to think about what Joshua knows about this people. Joshua knows that these folk are some stiff-necked people. That they gave Moses all kinds of headaches. They lied on Moses. They talked about Moses. They said that Moses had led them into the wilderness to die. After Moses led them out of the oppression of the Egyptians, amen, and they were building bricks without straw. It was almost as if they had spiritual amnesia, amen, and now their friend Moses was their enemy. Never forgetting that the, the sons of Korah who decided that they were going to uh, align themselves against Moses and try to overthrow Moses' leadership. It's still them same people, amen, that Joshua has got to serve. He's seen when the, when, the, when the land was opened up and the, the sons of Korah were swallowed up in the earth. He, he's seen folks die, amen, in the wilderness after 40 years, never entering into the Canaan land because of their disobedience. And Joshua is not fooled into believing that disobedience has been eradicated from the people. Amen. He knows that the very potential for another uprising is just around the corner. And now he sees this ominous task of however many millions of people there is now to lead them into the promised land. He never saw himself as the one having to do it. He always saw Moses as the one that would see his people through. And I want to say to you today, some of us have already seen uh, our great leaders, amen, whom we looked up to. Some of them have passed off the scene. Some of them that we really never really thought about them going, but they're now gone. And now we're left to carry on the work that was started by those great leaders. Amen. Not to throw up our hands and grab our bags and run for the hills, but no, stay on the battlefield for the Lord. And even in the midst of the bad news of knowing that someone who you, you revere, someone who was wiser than yourself and that you follow, now you can't pick up the phone and call them and ask them questions about what should I do here or what should I do there. But even with the loss of a, a, a master or a, a, a mentor, a man, there is a truth that you must never forget. It does not matter how many uh, mentors and leaders and those who we look up who come and go. The one who will always be there is the Lord. That is the good news today that God cannot die. Amen. He will always be there. And when you look at the text, God gives us another bit of confidence that he also gives to Joshua. When you look at the text, he says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. But he said in this text, he said as well, to him that he said as I was with Moses 
so shall I be with you. He did not say he was going to do the exact same things with Joshua as he did with Moses. But he said, as I was with Moses, so I shall be with you. As I was faithful and I was right alongside him, I was strengthening him and I was leading and directing him, so shall I be with you. You may not do things exactly like Moses did it, amen, but the way that I lead you is the way that I want you to go. I want you to know today, saints of God, you may not be able to go the same direction and to do things the way your leaders once did in the past. Because in the past, it was that time for them to lead in that way. Amen. But now we are in a new day. We have to have different methods and different procedures and different ways about doing things, but yet not letting the word change. So we find ourselves now being leaders in places where we once was led. But don't be discouraged because as God was with the past leaders, so shall he be with you. Amen. So we look at the text and he said that every place that the sole of their foot would tread upon, he has given them. And he says, so as I said to Moses, saints of God, you must realize that God has called us to occupy. God has not called us to retreat. He has not called us to run for the hills. He has not called us to hide in caves. He has not called us to dig ditches and get down in them. But he has called us to occupy. Right out of the beginning of the word of God in Genesis, he said to Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. Because he has called his people to occupy. I don't know if you grasp this but God is ready to give us territory if we only believe. If we only trust the Lord and obey God is willing to open up doors that we cannot see. He's willing to make trails and ways out of nowhere. When we think we are nowhere God can make it somewhere. God has a work for us to do that eyes have not seen nor have ears heard. Nor has it entered into the hearts of men. God has a work for us. He got folk for us to touch. He got lives that will be changed through these earthen vessels, you and me. But we've got to be willing to make the decision to say, Lord, I'll run for you. While I got blood running warm in my veins. Even though the world looks like it's going to a proverbial hell in a handbasket. I'm going to still trust you. And I'm going to still carry your word. Because I don't know who you have in my life that you want me to affect for kingdom business. So therefore, I'm going to stay on the battlefield for you, Lord. We have... A blessed privilege to be able to occupy and to change dark places into light. I'm glad that God did not say you are the darkness of the world. No, he said we are the light of the world. Because it's not darkness that expels light, 
but it's light that expels darkness. I, I want y'all to let that soak in for a moment. You are the light of the world. And it's not darkness that expels light. It's light that expels darkness. So when you were born in your mother's womb, amen, you were uniquely designed to be one to come into this world because your business was fixed that you would be a child of God and that you would be a light unto this dark and dismal world for the purpose of occupying territory and expelling darkness. We are change agents in this society, but the devil on one front or another has convinced some of us to believing that there's nothing left that we can do. It looks like the world has been occupied by the enemy and we are prisoners of war. But today I want you to know that Jesus said upon this world I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You are occupiers. You are deliverers. You are more than conquerors through Christ who has loved us. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. The same God who brought us into the world. The same God who loved us. The same God who changed us. The same God who has rearranged us. Has made us occupiers in this world. So we must keep working the works of him that sent us while it is yet day because night cometh when no man can work. We got to do it right now while the blood is running warm in our veins. New Zion Missionary Baptist Church has got to make a difference while we can because we're all one step closer to the grave. But right now, while we got a chance, we got to let the Lord be the Lord in our lives and let him show us how we are occupiers in this world, how we are those who dispel the darkness and bring light into a dying world. So we look at our text today and we look and we see that God reminds Joshua. He says, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. God once again reminds Joshua that there's no devil in hell that can overcome my people. He says in the text, he says that in from the wilderness to this Lebanon, from the great river to the river Euphrates and all the land of the Hittites. The Hittites were a powerful pagan people who had great resources, amen, who were able to fight. They were battle-worn and battle-experienced folks. And God says to Joshua, you're going to take that land too. You're going to take the Hittites. You're going to take all the land around the great river Euphrates. When I said wherever your feet step, wherever your souls tread, that's what I meant. And it does not matter if somebody else is already occupying Oh, that's good news, saints of God, because there are some places and some things, amen, that God wants his people to have and his people to occupy that somebody else is already there. 
There's also already some devils in some positions, in some companies, and in some places, amen, that he wants to uproot them and put his people in the place. But God ain't going to put you in that place, amen, if you hadn't been obedient where you are. See, this whole thing comes around obedience. As we go through the rest of this lesson, amen, probably on next Sunday, we will find out that there are some requirements, amen, to this blessing. But, but as we are dealing with this today, amen, there are some places and there are some folks that seem like they are cemented in the place. That if you will trust in the Lord and obey, you will see him uproot them and move them out of the way so that you can be in a better place of influence for the kingdom of God. God knows how to do everything and he does everything well. Even when we have no idea what God is up to, he's still working. And it has never been our job to know what God is doing, to figure God out, but our job is to obey. And even when we think that we can't do nothing else, we've gone as far as we can go, we've gotten as old as we can go, we've got as slow as we can get, God can still use you in whatever station you are. God wants us to know that God knows where you are. He knows where you are going to be before you got there. So if he knows these things and he's after kingdom building, he can use you just where you are. You're never too young. You're never too old to be used by God. And God wants us to occupy because we are the light of the world. Light dispels darkness. Darkness does not dispel the light. And we look at the text and it says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. God says just what we were saying. As powerful and as strong as the Hittites were, they're going to have to get out the way. And God said, I don't care who it is. He said, no man can stop you from reaching what I've destined for you to do. So don't get, don't get discouraged. Don't get disillusioned when something looks like it's a mountain that you can't tunnel through. Because always remember that God specializes in things that seem impossible. When you think that you're at your wit's end, when you think that there's nothing left you can do, trust the Lord. Because all things are possible when we trust in him. See, it is the Lord. It's never been about us in the first place. But the devil will continue to make us believe that we've got to do it. And it is, it's one of those things that the minute you walk out of this door today, that the devil will begin to try to get your mind fixed into a position where you think you got to do it. you got to figure it out. It's got to be where you can see it. But remember, we live by faith and not by sight. When we get through at the end of the day and we think that there's no way it's possible, it's always possible with God. 
Whether it's a health issue or a financial issue, whether it's a relationship issue, God is the God of all those things. And the last time I checked, he owned it all as well. So saints of God, today I just want to encourage you as we deal with this multi-part lesson, amen, to realize that even though some great folk in your life that you used to look up to maybe that gave you leadership is no longer here, remember that even though they're gone, God is still here. And there's been no man who has had the wisdom that God has. So God is saying that he may not lead you the way he led them, but he's going to lead you in the way he wants you to go. So just trust in the Lord. And even though times seem like they've gotten worse than they once were, God is still able to overcome the things of this world to get his business done. Even in the great falling away, amen, God is still saving. So don't stop working. Don't stop trusting. Don't stop witnessing to those who will come your way. Because one of these days when we stick our swords in the sand of time to study in the war no more, one of these days when the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rise, one of these days when they that remain shall be caught up in the air, one of these days as we go through the proverbial pearly gates, there will be folks even in this generation that we have touched that will be in heaven that would say to us, thank you. Thank you for taking out a little time to tell me about your Jesus. Thank you. I know you, I didn't treat you right down there on earth. I know you didn't get to see the change in my life, but I heard what you were saying. I remember how some of them might have cussed you out when you talked about Jesus, but you didn't see down the road that they, they entered into the house of the Lord. You didn't see how their lives were changed, and yet they gave their lives, and now they see you in glory, and they're able to say thank you. So don't be weary in well-doing, amen, because in due time you shall reap, uh, amen. The Lord has something for you to do even in this world to make a difference for time and eternity. Eternity. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer, amen. At this time the doors of the church are open. There may be somebody that needs to come to the Lord today. Amen. Right now is the best time to come. Not tomorrow or the next day, but right now, because you never know if today is your last. But there is one thing for sure, is that God's arms are open wide. For whoever will come, God will receive them. And God says if you, he stands at the door and knocks, if you open the door, he'll come in and he'll sup with you. He will change you and rearrange you. He will pick you up and turn you around and place your feet on solid ground. But you got to make the decision to come today. It won't cost you nothing because Jesus has already paid it all. Come unto Jesus 
Amen, saints of God. A recipe for success. Plenty good room. Amen. In the house of the Lord. It is my prayer today, amen, that we will internalize these words today and realize that light does dispel darkness. And even though times have changed and great leaders have gone, God is still with us. And he expects us to keep running the race of endurance until the end. Amen? Amen. All right, saints of God. So we are now going to prepare for our offering. Amen. And then move further into our um, communion. Amen. Amen. So at this time, you are in the hands of the ushers. 